They said getting started was the hardest part, but no one told you how hard it is to scale a custom service business. It's time for your team to step up, but your clients want you. Discover how to scale to seven figures and beyond by freeing up time and getting your team to run whole parts of the company so you can focus on scaling profits. This is the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Ellefson. Our topic today is the best type of consulting agency to scale in a challenging economy. There are some, some definitely some significant changes that have been happening in the past year. And there are some industries there where there has been an enormous amount of increase of demand. And then there are some industries, you know, travel, for example, that have had, you know, it's just totally, totally crashed. Right. And the reason why is the buying patterns have changed. Now, this is nothing new, right? Um, buying patterns have changed for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? But what has changed most recently is just how quickly those buying patterns have changed. And the same thing happens when um, there's a recession or a downturn in the market as well. And, you know, we might be foreseeing that in, in, um, in, in coming months and years as well. So how do you be able to position your consulting agency so that you can really not just survive, but thrive in this, in this industry. And, you know, this was something that came up in one of our executive briefings within the past couple of weeks. And there was an agency owner who, who was sharing how, you know, he's been in business for 20 years and how he said that, you know, at the last downturn, it was really rough. And they had the, and what had happened is there was a real uptick in demand just before. And then, um, everything kind of crashed down. So they had built up, built up all this infrastructure in their business. And then they hadn't been able to create new demand fast enough to be able to sustain all that infrastructure when the market started to, to take a turn. And, you know, um, one of the things that he's looking to make a change with now is to really make his business recession proof by being able to have the kind of agency that is not the growth of the agency is not going to be matching the growth or the decline of the market, right? I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to, to match the growth of the market, right? But we take advantage of the growth of the market. But, you know, how do you be able to safeguard your agency when there is a downturn? And really how you do that is you have the, the types of consulting agencies that fare well in challenging economies are, are really the ones that have the ability to solve pressing challenges that are timely. So like I said, that the buying patterns have changed and you need to be able to change with them. And um, right when COVID hit, you know, there was, there was a real big like opportunity, I guess you could say, to really look at the business and saying, how are we going to innovate to be able to stay relevant? And this is something that we had to do with all of our clients. All of our clients had to look at their business and say, you know, how are we going to be able to stay competitive in this market. So it it came down to this power of ones that I'll share with you here in a moment. But I, I before before we get into that, I, I want to, you know, sh- talk about about something else. You know, it's and um as of this as this is this uh is released, this podcast is released, I will be um living in my new house in St. George, Utah. And there is some really amazing mountain biking there. And I love to mountain bike. And 
when I think about professional mountain bike riders, I mean, if you watch them, like the level of mastery and skill, they just make it look so easy, right? And they're going off all these crazy jumps and I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, wow, they make it look so easy. And here's the thing is, is that to be able to, to become that masterful and that skilled, it takes an incredible amount of physical and mental stamina. And, um, you know, especially if you're competing at high levels and they do training to be able to get to that point now. So are they training just on the sunny days and in perfect conditions, you know, on perfectly um, groomed trails um, without any mud or boulders or tree stumps or anything to watch out for? Um, no, to, to be world-class, you have to t- train in the toughest conditions that you can find. And um, right now, we're kind of in this refiner's fire where the the toughest and strongest businesses are going to really rise to the top. And in this, this challenging time, it's going to really sort the ones that are willing to adapt and the ones that are not. So, um, you know, like with mountain biking, there's really a no better opportunity for growth and mastery than when the conditions aren't ideal. And, you know, when the conditions aren't ideal, you know, these these other mountain bike riders who you're going to be going up against, you know, they may maybe they stayed back at, at back at the hut um, when when the rain started coming down. Right. And when they saw that the trail was a little bit washed out and and sandy, um, you know, they said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to sit it out for right now. And here's the thing right now is that I'm actually an interesting buying pattern that I've seen is that some of the larger agencies that were more apt to invest before the change in the market, um, they're right now they're just kind of sitting it out. And it's and it just kind of mind it's mind boggling to me because they have such an advantage. They have the team, they have the resources, they have um more credibility than some of these smaller agencies. What's happening is they're just kind of sitting on the sidelines, burying the head in the sand and just kind of waiting and watching, waiting for things to pass. And um that's not the position that you want to take to be able to stay com- stay competitive in this market. The best type of consulting agencies um, that are resilient in, in really any market climate are the ones that have a killer offer. And, you know, when you have a, a, a really strong, compelling offer that's relevant to the challenges of the market right now, it doesn't matter if the market is poor, it doesn't matter if you're bad at sales, or it doesn't, and it really even doesn't matter even if, if your marketing is a little bit less consistent or, or even a hot mess. Because the thing is, is, if you have something that someone badly wants, they'll be, they'll be willing to overlook a lot of those things. So um, what you need is a laser focused offer that addresses your client's most immediate needs and attracts a client who will pay more. And um, oftentimes much, much more. Or it could be the same exact client that you have always been working with, but you're gonna you're giving them exactly what they've always wanted and they're willing to pay more for it because they see that the risk of um they the risk reward is it works out um really in their favor, right? That that um the reward is so high and the real risk is so low. If 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 you have an offer that will communicate both of those sides of it, then then the likelihood of you being able to enroll clients in any market's very high. So what we're seeing in this market is that our clients are able to increase their fees by double or more. And 
you know, we, we've been working out the process. So, um, and, in, in such, in such a way that every single time it's happened is that we've started to guarantee it now. Right. And this is in less than ideal markets. The thing is, is to be able to do that, you have to have this, this level of market focus to the point where you really have less competition. And the advantage of this market right now is that buyers are, because buyers have their, their buying patterns have changed. They are tuning out a lot of these, um, it depends type of offers. <laughs> I guess it has, this could have a multiple connotations here, like the depends offers. <laughs> Actually, that's funny. But um, what I mean by the it depends offers is, is that when, when um, a prospect asks you, well, you know what, you know, what can I, what can I get out of working with you? over the course of 12 months or from some time frame, what, what can we expect to get out of result of it? And here's the thing is, is that most agencies will say, well, it depends. That's what I mean by, and it depends um, kind of offer because they can't really tell you what you're going to get. And um, they, they can say, well, you know what? You're going to get um, this email sequences and we're going to launch these, this ad campaign and we're going to redo your brand. And, you know, they can tell you all these deliverables, but they can't tell you what those deliverables are actually going to do for the company. Now, and they will say the reason why is because they can't control it, but that's not true. They can control it and how they control it is who is their client selection. More than anything, it's understanding what is the best use case for their service, right? And if they're taking anyone who walks in their door, any referral that comes in their door, then yeah, you, you can't actually, it's always going to depend, right? You can't really have control over it. But um, really to have that level of mastery, when you go in and focus on an area where you have the, the biggest advantage that's like a perfect fit for what your best skill sets are. You know, some of the variables we look at are, you know, B to C. You know, is are you better at high volume leads? Or are you better at low volume leads? Like that are higher ticket. And there's just a number of these variables we look at when we understand under what circumstances can your services best fit a market need, right? And it's going to depend on the kinds of services you've you've um, done in the past and, and the, your your um, current body of work. So it's not about completely reinventing your 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 business, which it is to some extent, but it's really about understanding, you know, what is that top 10% of the work that you've done? Now, how can, and and look at what it was the outcome of what that, deli- what, what that actually delivered for the client. You know, how is their business better as a result? And what's interesting is, is that a lot of agencies don't actually have access to that information. And I, I think that part of it is just, it's just not, it's just not part of their process. They didn't think to ask about it. And sometimes they have clients that will actually just, just not make that information available to, to the agency. And, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of asking and just getting a partnering with your client to really understand what value you, you've created with them. And part of it is just, you know, do you really want to be partnering with a business that's not even willing to give you the information to understand if you're being successful with them or not. Um, in my opinion, I'm not willing to work with those kinds of businesses because how do you actually know if you're being successful? So how do you know if you, how, how to make it the, the services that you're providing even better? You don't have that feedback loop. So if you don't have that feedback loop 
already into your business, I would recommend that you find a way to do that. Um, but you know, back to the, the these the, the power of ones that I was mentioning earlier on on this episode. So how you'd be able to understand where your agency needs to be at to be relevant and competitive in, in challenging markets is is three things, right? You have one specific client type, a client type that actually, you know, is willing to invest in solutions to grow, right? Um, the other part is a painful problem. I look for at least a seven-figure problem. And it, if you have a much smaller problem than that, then you have a difficulty actually charging enough for your services to be sustainable and for you to, to hire the the people to be able to support the growth of your company. So I really look for at least a mix a mid a mid six figure problem to a multiple seven figure problem, it, like a problem that's costing the the business that that amount of money or more, and you know an outcome. So a, a very a, a very specific outcome that they really want. So again, the client, the problem, and the outcome. And when you get all three of those aligned, that's where you have a consulting agency offer that will be compelling, that will be easier to sell. You can really command a higher fee for. We see it minimum double or more. In some cases, if the, the uh, you're, you're already selling like a multiple six-figure service, sometimes it, like that's just not scalable and it requires, just completely requires a CEO. So what we what we might do is actually lower that investment to find something that is kind of middle of the road that's you know somewhere between like fifty and one hundred fifty thousand dollars. But going back to being able to, to to double your services, most of the, the the businesses that we work with are really looking at you know how do we be able to double our fees? You know how do we be able to double, triple, even quadruple our fees so that you have for doing almost the same work, right? It's um. You know, what would it be like if the work that you did right now, you were able to make twice as much for it? I mean, how much more cash would you have in your business to be able to invest in growth strategies, to be able to bring on that team that can help you run the company so that you can focus on sales? You know, what would be really be possible with that? And that's why it's so important when you're looking at um, the right the right model is one that's going to generate the cash flow. It's going to actually give you that bandwidth to grow. And that's the number one thing that we see missing in agencies as they're scaling is, is that they skip this step of really financing the growth of their company um, within their model. Because if they don't do that, what happens is it's just not sustainable. And then um, you stay profitable, but um, you stay profitable at the expense of you as a CEO working two or three jobs. And that's why so many agencies are not sustainable and the CEOs are working like 60, 80 hours per week. So um, make sure you have that offer that that delivers enough value that you can command higher fees for. So um, if you would like to look at how this is, how this lays out over your business, we have an executive briefing, a live executive briefing. I lead this every week on Wednesdays at 12 Mountain Time. And um, what we do, what we discuss is what's working to scale growth in agencies right now. And um, really, it's an opportunity for you to get 
coaching from me actually for free because like we do this in this this executive briefing and um, for you to really understand how this model um, might lay on your business, overlay on your business. And um, they do fill up pretty quickly because we do them in, in the small group environments. We can I have a lot of opportunity to, um, to interact with each person. That's really my style. But um, I would love to have you on the briefing if you're at a place where you are really ready to scale your agency and, you know, just looking at the, the best way to go about doing it. So if you're interested, you can sign up for that at handsoffceo.com forward slash RSVP. And thanks so much for listening in today. I hope you are enjoying the Hands Off CEO podcast. This is Mandy Ellison, your host, signing off. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Ellison. If you want to work less and make more, make sure you subscribe and get a new episode every week and help spread the word by leaving a review.